This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, moving on. Let me ask you a question, man. Do you have Zach Charbonnet as your RB3 behind these two guys? So I don't have a formal ranking, but I will say that there is a gap after Gibbs. Yes. And I, I think I have Charbonnet at three right now. But the gap between Charbonnet and the ones behind him is not big. I agree. I agree with so, you. So, like, we talked earlier about, like, you know, one, two, and three. Charbonnet kind of feels like um, – who was that guy from a couple of years ago? Isaiah Spiller. Uh, when he went to the Chargers, there was kind of like yeah. he was the consensus RB3 because sure. everything he did, he did well, but nothing jumped out. Like, nothing right. about – Isaiah Spiller was like, okay, this guy's next level. But it was like, he did the pass protection well. You know, he can catch passes. He can kind of do it all. He's like a, a decent running back. But there was nothing that stood out. That's kind of – that's like the comp for me. Not like player comp, but, you know, prospect comp in terms of like, that's why he's my third running back. He just kind of does everything well. And I'll let you get more into it. But that's just kind of like my feeling. I, I think know? I think he's a better prospect than Spiller yeah. was. I think I think I agree. Spiller, like, he was okay. Like he like I think he's the guy who like didn't stand out too much. I think Charbonnet, he stands out in different ways. Um and I think there's a little subtleness to his game. Um okay. now I, I do want to say that like you know he's obviously you know in terms of like his receiving ability I, I think that he he caught a lot of balls in college. He was used a lot in that in the receiving game, but he wasn't efficient there. Right. And like, yeah. I, I don't look at when I, when I'm uh, charting these guys and when I'm projecting them for the next level, like they need to be efficient on top of the volume that they got. Right. Like anybody can get volume. UCLA trusted him with volume, in the receiving game. But like, for me, that doesn't mean, mean much like, yes, your target share and like all that, like that matters, but like you need to be efficient with it. So he wasn't, which is why I think that he could be solid in the receiving game, like kind of like a David Montgomery. And yeah. honestly, like David Montgomery is kind of like what, what, uh, who I think of, uh, not in terms of style, but more like in terms of like a little bit like size ability, that sort of thing. That's kind of kind of who I think about. Maybe a little bit of a smaller AJ Dillon, right? That's kind of who I think about as well. My comp for him was uh, like early career Carlos Hyde. Just I like can see that big bulking back with some receiving ability, but you don't think of him as a pass catcher. You know what I mean? Right, right, exactly. And like you, like that season with Carlos Hyde, like he was that was one of the most inefficient receiving seasons by a running back ever. But Kyle Shanahan <laughs> just like just was just like you know all, nonstop just checking it down to him because they had no receivers to work with uh, in that system. Um, 
but yeah, man, like like he looks like he's like a tank, right? He has some moves, like he's good at breaking tackles. So you know, in 2022, right, he had a good season in terms of yards after contact. Like among all running backs with 190 or more carries, he was second, only behind Bijan in yards after contact per attempt. Um, and then in 2021, he was really really good at making guys miss, like in terms of forced missed tackles per attempt. He was second, also behind Bijan. You know, as long as you know you, you you he meets that threshold there. So like, you know, he has the ability to to do both there. Um, and in terms of yards per route run, like I mentioned, wasn't amazingly efficient. He did get better his senior year, but just keep keep in mind this guy is not an early declare. Like he is coming out after his senior year. He was not at the Senior Bowl. Uh, was he at the Shrine Bowl? I don't think he was. Uh, I think he got he got uh, invited to the Senior Bowl, but he he didn't he didn't go. So. It's one of those things where, you know, he's a good running back. He could be a very good early down back. You know, one amazing season in yards of the contact, one amazing season in forced missed tackles. But I don't think that, you know, this guy is going to be like an elite running back or anything like that. But at the same time, he has the ability to be a very, very good early down back in the NFL. So I do like him as my number three. And the reason why I have him there, you know, and he the reason why he can separate himself a little bit from the other guys, even though he wasn't like amazingly efficient in the past game, is because at least he got the volume, right? At least he was yeah. trusted enough in that aspect of the game where, you know, he's not like a route runner, but at least he can be dependable on screens. He could be de- dependable with dump offs. And I think I think that matters a little bit, right? Like he he is capable like a, of a 40 to 50 catch season, kind of like David Montgomery. Yeah, it, it would be like end of the season where like this guy had 43 catches. When the hell did that even happen? And, <laughs> and then he has like two or three games where it's like, you know, forced dumped off screens yeah, for like five right. or six yards at a time. And you're like, oh, right. that's that's I remember that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I get what you mean. I, I think what really stands out for me with Charbonnet is so he has the size, obviously six foot, two fourteen. But what really impressed me about Zach Charbonnet was like the way he bounces off defenders, shed tacklers. It's like he was dragging piles. Uh, he, he is not easy to take down. But at the same time, given that size, given that strength, I didn't see a lot of like lowering the shoulders. Bert, you know, like when, when you look at I, I keep talking about Isaiah Pacheco only because he's just one of my favorite running backs to watch in terms of like how aggressive he is when he has the ball and how he'll lower his shoulder. He'll like give up his life for like an extra three yards like I don't I, I really see none of that with Zach Charbonnet. I see kind of like, a OK, you know, I'm just going to take you know take the ball run as much as i can and that's kind of it i don't see him like lowering his shoulder and powering through for extra yards that's just not the kind of guy that he is and that's fine but i guess that's the part it, for it's me, so like, funny like, dude um, you, you know, know it's mean? so i'm looking at my notes right now and i'm looking <laughs> yeah. and i and i have lowers his shoulder effectively i have it listed here twice <laughs> So like it looks like it looks like me and you have like different. I, I guess we were probably watching different games, maybe. Um, but yeah, no, I have it written down here where he's like he's actually lowering his shoulders effectively. That's what I wrote a couple <laughs> times. So I love it. I love yeah. the I love the differing opinion on the same player, uh, and it's like polar opposites. I love it. Um, yeah. All right. So so now after this, like it's kind of a crapshoot, right? We, we mentioned in terms of where the NFL is going to be drafting these guys, sure. right? And and before we get into, you know, who we like after these two, can, can, can you talk about Zach Evans a little bit? By the way, like, he has a he had a hamstring injury, so no pro day for him. And Devon A-Chain, like, these are two players who I think I'm lower on than consensus. 
Um, you know, these are two guys who could go off the board on day two. I've seen a lot of mocks with these two going, you know, off the board board earlier than I thought yeah. they should be. Uh, and with the draft, with the potential draft capital, this should be worth more for fantasy too. But from a talent evaluation standpoint, it's hard for me to get excited for either of these guys. I think Evans can be a good running back, but he hasn't shined to me or, you know, either the last two seasons, Devon A-Chain, I think he's an exciting back to watch. There's no doubt about that, right? He got the moves. 4-3-2 at the combine, but he's 5'8", 188 pounds. Like, yeah. he's going to have to be a serious outlier uh, for me to think he's going to be a major fantasy contributor, right? And on top of that, he actually wasn't the most efficient back to begin with in college in the receiving game or the run game. So am I missing something with these guys? Yeah, so with, with Devin, I mean – uh, the one thing I saw with him is, first of all, it's just it's just speed, right? That's really all it is. It's just pure speed. Uh, you know, he did some track, I believe, uh, in high school and college. And at the same time, he um, – was that someone else or was that him? Maybe I'm crazy. All my notes are fucked up at this point. But he's fast. That's the point here. And it's funny because when you see him bounce off of a defender or, you know, hopefully bounce off a defender – after he makes contact, he gets back to that top speed in like a second. It's like you see him on a kick return, like run into someone, cut left, and then he's off. The same top speed that he just had when he was running out with the ball. So I think that's really interesting with Devin. Um, but, you know, obviously there's the struggles of with his size. You're not going to get him between the tackles. You're not going to get him short yardage. Uh, even pass catching. I was kind of disappointed. I didn't think he was all that great when it came to pass catching. A little inconsistent. He's going to be forced to the outside more. He was terrible in pass protection. I don't know if you have any notes on that, but he was. He's a, he's, he's not outside. he's not a pass protector. He's not a pass he's protector. A pass and protector. like even when it was like tasked with him to do so, whether it's like rubbing a defender, I literally saw a play where the defender was like you know engaging with the offensive line. And he runs by him. He like uh, like you know like yeah like barely touches him <laughs> and keeps going. Why even do that at that point? Just keep running. Right. Like he's just wasting time. Um, so it was just very low effort pass protection, uh, chipping, you know, it's just, yeah. So it, it's just speed. That's all you're getting with Devin speed. Yeah, no, I hear that. You know, I, I, I think he's a good runner. I would say like, you know, even like the, the, the thing that you mentioned about after the contact, getting back up onto that speed, he has for his size, his contact balance is really good. Right. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned the inconsistency in the receiving game last year. There were, uh, there were 30 power five running backs with at least 30 targets. He was 30th. He was dead last in yards per route run. But in 2021, 1.94 yards per route run. Really good. So which version of A-Chain are we going to see uh, in the NFL? And what is his role going to be? It's very possible that his role ends up being a scat back, change of pace guy that you're, you're basically running, you know, on those – third and long draws, you know, that sort of thing. Make sure you get him in space, you know, so that's, that's my concern. So from a fantasy standpoint, I don't see what his ceiling can be. Kick returner. <laughs> yeah. And he's, he, a good, he's, he he's a, he's a damn, he, damn good one too. Yeah. You know, so, so I guess I'm not too crazy then, you know, but I've seen, you know, he's considered a weapon, right. And I've seen, uh, you know, him knocked to the third round in drafts. You know, we, we've seen teams draft based purely on speed in the past before. That wouldn't surprise yeah. me. 
I mean, we, we, we see it every year. It's like the guy runs a four, two, two forty John Ross. Um, and then it's like, let's take him early. And then he just doesn't develop and, you know, turns into whatever, but yeah, you know, cause if you have speed, you figure you can kind of teach the rest. And if you can right. teach the rest with that speed, you're in a really good spot. But a lot of times, you know, there's weight, there's size, there's whatever that all contribute to why they have that kind of speed. So it doesn't always work out. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices... Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, I think after Gibbs, we have one guy who was trusting the receiving game, right? Like, But we're not sure that the NFL is going to use him that way in Charbonnet. Um, and then we have a bunch of early down guys who could be sure. very productive at the next level to me. Um, and that's Kendra Miller, Tank Bigsby, and Dwayne McBride. Um, I'll get I'll get to Rashawn Johnson in a second, um, but are there are there any other backs uh, who you like more than these guys that I just mentioned? So I, I was gonna start oozing at Rashawn Johnson, but you kind of put a pin in that, so I'll hold on to that. Uh, Ty J Spears is a guy that we'll probably talk about in a bit, but one guy who I really want to talk about and I actually made a post about him is Izzy Abenaconda. Am I saying that last name right? I hope so. You are. Heard it enough you are. You are. <laughs> so the thing I love about Izzy is he's at a pit, first of all. He had 1,400 yards and 21 touchdowns um, in his last year at Pitt. He had a 130 yards per game in his last season. He had a 46.5% college dominator rating. Uh, he's got great size, 5'11", 216. It's, it's, for me, it's the speed and it's the burst. He's a two-time 100-meter gold medalist. Uh, this is not the Olympics. This is at a New York City Cup race, but still, you know, winning any kind of award for 100-meter is great for running is back. He, is, he, is he a New Yorker? Um, I have to look that up now because if he's a yeah. New Yorker, I'm, I'm, moving, I'm moving him up my rankings. Moving him up. Moving him up. <laughs> um, sure. Oh, he was, Izzy, he was born in Brooklyn. There you go. What's up, Izzy? What's up, Izzy? Oh, okay. All right, I'm, I'm going to hit him up. I'm going to hit him up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to DM him. All right, Brooklyn, New York, October 5th, 20, 2002. Oh, he went to Lincoln High School. He went to Lincoln High School. Good for him. All right, anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got no, you're good. But the thing with Izzy is like he makes one cut and he's gone, right? So you hand the ball off to him. He, you know, he's going to the outside. There's an opening in the offensive line. He makes that cut and nobody is catching Izzy. Like, it is unbelievable watching him play. I, I loved watching film on him. He's got the speed. He's got the burst. He's got great contact balance. He hits those holes hard. Uh, great vision down the field, too, to get past that second level. Um, he, he didn't have much in the receiving game. 
he's not going to plow through, you know, he's not a power back per se. Um, but again, like it's just, that's the kind of like special ability that you look for in these running backs, or at least that I look for. And I think that's something that he kind of has that a lot of other running backs don't. It's that you've, one you, you've been, off. you've probably been watching a lot of his 21, 20, 2021 tape, you know, 2022 for me, like it wasn't amazing. He had the production, <laughs> right. And like, for sure. But efficiency wise, dude, like he was not that guy. Okay. Like if you look at all two, all power five running backs who had 200 or more carries, there were 17 of them. He was 15th of 17 yards after contact per attempt. Uh, in 20, and then in terms of missed tackles forced per rush. And I know you mentioned that like most of the stuff that you, you love about him is the fact that one cut off tackle gone. Yeah. So there's no opportunity for forced missed tackle there. There's no opportunity for after contact there because he's already gone. Yeah. Right. So, so that's, that makes sense. Um, but in terms of missed tackles for us, like 29th of 36 running backs uh, with 200 or more carries last year. So he was much more efficient when he didn't have volume in 2021, right? He was uh, in a, at a much higher percentile in terms of yards of the contact and missed tackles force, which is, I think he profiles that way, right? Kind of sure. like, you know, a Raheem Mostert type of back, you know, somebody who... My exact comp to him, actually. There you go. I love it. So there you go. So... My and then my other concern with Izzy is that he's going to be a day three pick. It seems like consistently I'm seeing yep. rounds five and six for him, and if that's the case, then he's going to have an uphill battle. But for sure, that that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be labeling him as a sleeper, right? Because he's somebody that could if he's if he if he gets, if he lands in a system where they're using primarily outside zone run, right? I can see the Bears. The Bears potentially picking him up. I could see that happening. Um, I could see there's a couple other teams that I could see him landing where you're like, okay, outside zone, I like it, right? Lot, and, I, and I don't see any team who doesn't run a lot of outside zone, a lot of wide zone, picking him up because I yeah. agree with you. I think he's that type of back. He's not like a you know between the tackles type of guy. So um, yeah, so I, I, I agree there. I think there is some some uh, some ability there. My only concern that you know day three pick. You know, for fantasy, should he should he be on your radar? Um, you know, in round three of your rookie drafts, late, you know, non superflex rookie drafts. Assuming you know you, there's a lot more quarterbacks taken early, yeah, yeah, he should be. I I, I think he should be. So, someone to keep an eye out going to Joe. I love it. I yeah, love it. That's and I also one. want to add that there was a lot of times where I did see him get tackled in the backfield, and I'm sure that kind of you know messed up a lot of his stats in terms of yards after contact and things like that. Um, but, uh, you know, some of that has to do with the offensive line. Some of that has to do with the blocks not being there and things like that. Um, and, and, again, he doesn't have that power to, like, break every single tackle. If he gets wrapped up, he's going to go down. Um, but still, you know, it, it's that one hit, you know, that one cut wonder kind of thing that, like, that's just the kind of thing that makes him special. That's the thing I'm looking for. That's one of the reasons why we like Elijah Mitchell coming out because he was a, he was the same type of back. Right, um, and and you see you see the success that Elijah Mitchell had early in, in his career. So you never know if these if these day three guys get opportunity early, you know they could be very fantasy relevant over the first one to two years of their career. Um, let's see. So, moving on. Rosha. Moving on. Rosha. Where was I? I don't even know where I am here. Now, <laughs> of this next tier that I mentioned, mm-hmm. dude, I, I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan of Miller. 
like he's 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 one of my my favorite bats, Kendra Miller. Um, and and I think it's it's one of those things where like you know I'm just looking at him play. I'm just like, why isn't that many people talking about this guy? Like that's kind of, I kind of feel like I'm on an island when it comes to him. Like I really have him behind Charbonnet because I'm like, all right, well Charbonnet was used in the receiving game, was trusted there. But I really like Miller as one of the best runners in this class, and I think he's being undervalued right now. Um, he's recovering from an MCL injury, which is why he skipped out of the combine uh, on the pro day. Uh, I'm just hoping that he could be a day two pick, you know, to help you know in that pursuit of him being a, an important asset to a team, henceforth being a, a, a legit fantasy asset as well. Like, do, do you have any thoughts about him at all? So I, you know, I was watching him. I I, I saw some good things. I, I don't think I'm oozing over him. Uh, I kind of feel like he lacks some of the power. His tops, he's got pretty good speed, but he doesn't have like that elite level speed. Um, right. Short yardage. I don't think he was great. Uh, pass game. You know, he's all right. He he needs some work over there. And he kind of has this weird running style. Uh, it's cream like a hunt. scatter type of run. Yeah, hunt, I kind of saw a bit of Kareem Hunt in that. Like yeah, a little, a little bit. Of, he's like a he's like a bigger <laughs> he's like a bigger Kareem Hunt. I call it like a sweet feet. You know, like a scatter right. run, sweet feet kind of and, thing. And he, and he uses his hands all the time. Like his hands are always yeah. in the air. You know, it's just like Kareem Hunt. It's like when he's like moving, like when he wants to get around a guy, like he puts his hands up, and it's like he's like <laughs> using the air to like push him a certain way. Aerodynamics. You know, like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um but yeah like i i i I think he's in in contention for being the best runner outside of Bijan in this class man like i don't know like he got big playability like he can make guys miss downfield like he's crafty um you know and the production was there like you know if you look at yards after contact Bijan robinson you know among among running backs with 200 or more carries Bijan was number one among power, I'm on the power five, and Kendrick Miller was number two. And the year in 2021, um, he only had, you know, 80 something carries that year, but he was number one in yards after contact per attempt among all power five running backs. Um, and then missed tackles force, fifth among 32 power power five running backs with 200 He's more great carries. At people miss for sure, dude. Not only in the in the open field, but you know behind behind the line too. Um, yeah. And he has that subtleness where. You know, he kind of he can pick a hole and he changes direction at the second level, which is huge. Yep. Like opposed to changing, like opposed to already having to get to the third level, which is a lot easier to make guys miss. But when you get to the second level and then you're one on one with a linebacker and then you can make that linebacker miss like you, you're going to hit big plays. And he's literally been one of the best big play guys, like in terms of 15 yard runs last season among all running backs with 200 or more carries, he had the sixth highest rate of 15 or more yard carries. So, you know, he's getting those chunk plays. So, like, it's a lot about this guy that I like. Um, like you mentioned, like, the receiving game is a huge question mark. Like, he was efficient with it two years ago, but he only had, like, 12 catches that year. So it's, it's not like it's, like, a, something you could depend on, right? Um, so you could just chalk it up to being a zero in the pass game for now. Um, but in terms of, you know, the run game, like, I think this guy has something, man. And, you know, I don't know if he's going to be a day, day two pick. Uh, it seems like he, like, there's, I would say it's a 60% chance, 65% chance that he's a day two pick. And I'm hoping for it, man, because I want to see him get a role and get some, get a featured role somewhere. You know, I think a, a place like Dallas could make sense for him. 
you know, Tony, you know, him, you know, him and Tony Pollard, you know, obviously people who have Tony Pollard don't want, don't want to hear that, you know, especially after me gushing over him, but you know, Pollard's not going to be there next year. Let's be honest. Like he's not going to get a long-term deal by Dallas. I don't think he will. So they're going to need another back to kind of, um, you know, revolve around who knows that they could still get Bijan, right? Keep Bijan in Texas. You never know. Um, but yeah, man, like, I don't know. He's a guy that, um, that I, I, I like a lot in this draft. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.